Yeah, what's up? I'ma kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like that? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. And welcome to the September 2nd edition of Church Information Open Forum. The most powerful show on the radio with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett, Sr. Good morning, Reverend Barnett, and how are you doing this morning? I'm fine, man. How are you? Well, uh, I had some things that happened just before I got into the studio this morning that was really kind of dovetailed into something else that I want to mention uh, when you give me the opportunity to permission to do so. So, you know, take it away. <laughs> well, I, I look at it like this. You've been on vacation and been traveling some. How was your trip? Uh, there are too many law enforcement hiding in different predetermined trap spots on Interstate 20 once you get outside of Texas. Um, it's insidious and diabolical that you can't go on the interstate and if you accidentally get over five or six miles over the limit and you pass by one of those trap spots where you where they hide so you can't see them in broad daylight, you can get lit up. And that was really uh, kind of like, what the heck's going on here? We don't do that in Texas. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got some tickets. Well, I only got one. But in Texas, I wouldn't have gotten it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Well, Texas, they usually line you up to about 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. Uh, usually, if you do about nine, they don't bother you. If you start hitting 10 and go farther, then you get a ticket in Texas. Well, like I said, I wouldn't have gotten a ticket in Texas because the Texas DPS doesn't really try to hide in predetermined spots where they've, where they've uh, done a, a survey or a study to show that a driver in broad daylight can't see them when they come over the hill or when they go back up in this, the median with a bunch of trees. Uh, people are trying to, you know, go somewhere. And, you know, unfortunately, uh if you're so many miles over the limit, that's not like taking your AR and going into the uh, to the family dollar and shooting up a bunch of people. I just think it's a misapplication of of personnel. I think they need to be out doing something more uh, to protect the, against these people who are real threats to society. That's just my opinion. What states are you talking about? I'm talking about Louisiana. I'm talking about Alabama. I'm talking about Mississippi. I'm talking about Georgia. 
Well, I've seen the time you lucky you didn't get home. <laughs> well, that once upon a time. Not from there, oh my God. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, that once upon a time, that pro- that was absolutely the norm. Mm-hmm. Well, but see, is what is the norm now? I was looking at this thing where this white policeman in a city outside of Columbus, Ohio, killed a 21-year-old pregnant black woman. What? Shot her, and while she was in our car, he shot and killed her. And this was on the 24th of August, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people haven't heard about it. But it is something I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I do know. I know. Yes, you do. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're there. The genocide is here. Ongoing. And when you start killing uh, pregnant women, and uh, just because she didn't stop when you told her to right then, and she, one, one was in front of the squad car, uh, in front of her car, and another was uh, on the side and everything, and they decided... Like they would shoot since she didn't say what exactly as they said. She wasn't trying to run over them. She wasn't speeding or nothing not like that. Going real slow, but they killed her. Mm. Something that we know would not happen to a white woman. Mm-mm. No. And, there's, and a pregnant white woman? Mm. No. No. It's, it's, it's so terrible now. It's unreal. It's unreal. The worst happening. Yes. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Something that's another thing that's bothering me. You know, it's football season. I was mm-hmm. actually looking for your, uh, I don't know if it's your nephew or whatever that played for Utah. I didn't, I I was scrambled up. I didn't get a chance to see the game. That's my goal. That's like grandson. Grandson, right. I was trying to see it on the replay, and it was so late after I had got back from mm-hmm. from the road, I just passed out on the couch. But I was at the uh, Lancaster uh, sock game last night, and we were discussing a situation with DISD's um, athletic director, you know, the director for the entire district of 22 high schools and on and on and on. So the lady that was formerly there is not there anymore. Now, what what happened, why she's not there, I'm not privy to that. I'd like to find out, but that's not really the point. The point of the matter is there was an African-American gentleman who was directly under her. I met both of them at the sock games, and he'd been there for a minute. And instead of him getting the position, whether it was interim or whatever, they brought in another Spanish guy and sent him to high school as a coach. And 
I would like to know why he wasn't elevated to that interim position or whatever it was since he'd been there for all those years. What's this guy's name? Uh, I, I, I'd have to Google it up. And get, I, I will have that information uh, in a few minutes. But uh, that Not is... Scott, is I, I don't remember his name, but I will find out his name in a few minutes uh, as soon as I get my phone to do what it is capable of doing. Uh, this is outrageous. It's too obvious, as as my my producer says. It's too obvious. Uh, and if there if there's a legitimate explanation, well, that's fine. But the the optics aren't good from the African American perspective. They're not good. So well, well, here's what. Let me explain something to you about. It. I know about it because I used to be down in his office every day for years. Uh the athletic director in the Dallas Independent School District really doesn't have any power, none whatsoever. They can make a few schedules, but making real decisions about what goes on in athletics in, in Dallas, no. Well, even when you have black uh, athletic directors, they they had no power. You know, and I'm going back to the days of Rabbit Thomas. Robert Thomas and uh, going back to Kincaid, uh, they had no position, they had no power, none whatsoever. Mm. And and it was a position; it's more or less just a, a a glamour thing for them. Now this lady here, whoever she's a superintendent, appoints those people, and she's gotten. Someone that's of her ethnicity uh-huh. to run the school district. You have to understand, uh, when we look at things that uh, Hispanics do, uh-huh. Scott Jackson. Look out for themselves. Right. They try to always go be fair with everybody. Right. And get nowhere. Get nowhere. But they, they, they look out for themselves. Uh-huh. And uh, we were willing to accept the token positions just for glamour, uh-huh. just for making people think we got power. And we get these positions, and most of all the positions in DISC that blacks have held over the years, they had no power. Right. I found it out. They had none whatsoever. They had, and uh, when you propose something, most of the time they don't understand, and most of the time they're scared to death. And uh, when I first proposed the stadium to somebody, they they said, "Oh, oh no, you know they're not going to do that. They can't do that." They they finally buckle down and and and, and start accepting what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Else Davis, they wasn't with me. Mm-hmm. me. Oh, Kincaid, no. right? Mm-hmm. Right. Then I finally got Jesse a Owens. principal. Yeah. yeah, I finally got a principal, a couple of principals to, to join in with me. Six is uh, Ruth. Uh, uh, he was the principal of Carter. Then and the principal of Kimball. They 
they got with me on the outside, but the principal of Kimball, you saw, they're not going to do this anyway. They didn't believe it. What I'm telling people is, look, the people with BISD, our black people with BISD, we did not have any power or authority but for one while. And that was when Marvin Edwards, the first black uh, superintendent in Dallas Independent School District, was here. He's the best thing ever happened in Dallas. And during that time, he had black board, a black board member was giving him so much problem. The reason why he left when he did was behind a black board member. Mm. See, he was progressive, he was strong, but blacks didn't support him. Right. I'm one of the few blacks that supported this man. And he supported me. Mm-hmm. And see, black people just go on and let white people pull all kind of shams on us and everything. And they don't <laughs> think we're going somewhere and on our way doing something special. That ain't about nothing. No. We have no power. Mm. We have no power. And I, I can call them out name by name and tell you who's who held positions when, you know, no power whatsoever, nothing. Hmm. It was just to make sure that the district did get sued for discrimination. Right. That's all it was for. Mm-hmm. That's what it was for. Yeah. So we have to understand <clears throat> that uh, until we stand up and be a people that's really a together people, we will never get anywhere. Mm-mm. See, those Hispanics are together. Right. They, she's, and I guarantee you, they'll give this guy that had that this position, they get this position, they give him some power over the school district athletics. And because when the supposedly blacks had it, it was really the athletics. Everything decisions were made down there on the mall. And the old Procter Gamble building where they was they they, were, they had a woman down there running, really truly running athletics. They had a woman down there doing that. <laughs> and she didn't know what she was doing. <clears throat> she didn't know how to <laughs> come forth. And uh I didn't know what the stadium used for, we had summer sports that weren't, weren't to come to Dallas. They turned those things down, such as USA track and field, and all this. These, 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 these money makers like carried 30,000 people mm. that would come here. Fill that stadium it, up. It could have been used for something great. <laughs> you had basketball terms, national terms, weren't to come in. They turned all this down. Mm. They don't know what they're doing. Mm. It was something as nice that was when that stadium opened. It opened up as the nicest stadium in the state of Texas. Mm. It was it, that one, and it was one in Waco. They were the two nicest stadiums in the state of Texas. The ones that you find up <laughs> in Allen and different all these different new stadiums. Those are brand new, right? But this was in, they were inspired by that state. Right. Mm-hmm. They came forth first. Mm-hmm. See, 
if we only knew and if we had the right mindset of just trying to be seen as being uh, 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 prosperous and moving forward and everything, it's nothing but a mindset. Mm-hmm. For DISD, it's not true. It's not true now and never will be. If we, unless we get together. Right. We have got to get together. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, yes, well, you know, it seems like we're, what did you say? We march with them, but they don't march with us. Oh, no. Oh, no. And, uh, some of them get shot and everything. First thing now, we, we know we need to work together. They come to us. Right. To say, but, when something happened to one of us, you didn't see any of them. Right. No. Oh, no. They don't take any chances on our behalf. No. No, 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 no. I tell you what, I guess yeah. it's 20 after. Uh, gonna take a break now, or what are we gonna do? Let's, let's see what Pierre is saying. And uh, if we can get some of these DISD uh, school board representatives, African Americans, there are four of them to call in, we would sure appreciate get some enlightenment on that. What are you saying, Pierre? Okay. Okay, we'll give some. Uh, we we got Brother Johnson out there. He, if they call in, we'll. Okay, he, Pierre says he has a caller. Okay. All right, shortly after we break time. All right. Pierre says, mm-hmm. you said break? Yes, let's All right. go for a break. We'll be right back. And that's All right. right. <laughs> yeah, what's up? It's- I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. And we're back with Church Information Open Forum 972-647-1893. Rem Barnett, you ready to take calls? Yes, let's, let's take some. All right, uh, we have uh, Sharon on the line two. Sharon? Yes. All righty. Good morning, hey, Sharon. Yes, what you said, my name is Sharon White. <coughs> Got something in my throat. It was a fire. It needs to turn in building down. But anyway, what you said about school, the Mexicans up there on 2808 North St. Augustine Drive, I say 2808 because that's my apartment. But the school up there, I can't think of the name of the school. But my daughter, uh, granddaughter, Kaylin White, it's the first week of school, and it, it was so many kids getting enrolled, and it was a little Mexican there, come from Guatemala. And the father was at work, and the babysitter was enrolling the kids in school. He was so small and little, they didn't know whether to put him in the first grade or the kindergarten. But they say, okay, it's up to the father. They didn't have no paperwork on him. And I got a kid in Dallas, can't even go to school in Dallas. And I've got a problem with that. But he's in school at another location, but that's a problem. They're trying to keep our black kids out of school. They don't want to be educated. And the longer they sit out, the uh, longer they get behind, 
and it's COVID coming up now, and that's another myth. But I feel like if those kids miss that long out of school, they need to repeat that grade. I don't care how smart you is and all that, but you might be missing something. You miss a sport. Yeah. You know how black people love our sports. You miss the U.S. sports. But that, what you say, I give you 100% because it, it, it's real. It do exist. Us black right. people, the Mexicans and the white, all these other colors, they get in our mix and turn us against one another. But we need to have our own mind. Being not done that, I was telling uh, maybe last night in the warehouse. I'm like, man, I've been in the warehouse over 27 years. I know how they pick. I know what they do. Work slow. They keep their uh, favor. And do, all you know, uh, do you know the name of the school that you're going to have to do their job to make a change everywhere. What's the name of the school you're right now, but oh shit. Ma'am, he's asking you a question. Yes. Do you know the name of the school your grandchild went to? Uh, Everything or something like that. I'm at 2808. It's right there. 2808, what street is that? I'm on St. Augustine and Bruton. Off of where? St. Augustine and Bruton. St. Augustine. Oh, this, this is in the Pleasant Grove area. I tell yes, you what, sir. there's a good chance that the trustee from that school is listening to this program right now. She listens. And uh, oh, she's sorry, not... The I want you to get your trustee involved in that when you have problems like that, uh, you have, y'all have elected someone to represent you. You're not left mm-hmm. alone out there. Uh, mm-hmm. And with the, the Cousin Grove area, what's the uh, latest name? Look, uh, look, look, look up the trustee's name, ma'am, and again, what, uh, can you leave? Can you uh, leave your name and number? My name is yeah. My name is Sharon S H A R O N White W J S I T E. My phone number is two one four eight four zero nine two eight two. Zip seven five two seven. Uh huh. Watching your okay. kids, I want you to, uh, they don't have uh, no would, money when they get out of school. Ma'am. They stealing and they ma'am. Run because they're hungry. Ma'am. They don't get their kids money. Okay. We well, thank you for your call. We'll pass that on to the trustee in that area and uh, where she can call you and talk to you. All right. 972-647-1893. That clears the line. Nine seven two six zero seven one eight nine three. All righty. Who do we have? Uh, we have Black Hawk on line three. Black Hawk. Yes. All righty. Good morning, Black Hawk. How you doing, Robert? Do you remember Day Star Wars? Yes, I sure do. Okay, what happened here? Where's he at? 
Where did Star Wars go? I don't Star Wars. know. Star Wars. I played with, uh, uh, we talked to the president of the Knickerbocker. I wonder where it was. I played with the mouse. Dave Star Wars, yeah. We are some of the people in Dallas that are missing. No, I may feel missing, man, and I'm, I'm worried now. Some of the new people moving in, building big houses, wooden houses, a lot of people in the out school with their missing. All up and down our Grand Street, that pop along with black people, back on about stuff like black people on their land. And they're missing, man. I screwed them people. And they're missing. Well, we'll yeah. look him up, huh? okay? Okay, look here, man. A park hospital is full filled with all kinds of fascist people. And I don't see, I don't need police for fascist, man. I'm not joking. Fucking some of fascists. Uh, he passed away. In 2017, Dave Stallworth passed away in 2017, Rep. Barnett, in Blackhawk. Yes. I, I, I know I hadn't heard of him. He passed away at 75. Yeah. Hmm? Okay. Uh, I'm trying to... Thank you for that information, my Blackhawk. Thank you for reminding us of Dave Stallworth. All righty. We thank you. All right, that clears the line, 972-647. He went to Madison. Yeah, he went to Madison. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Who do we have, uh, Pierre? Uh, right now, we don't have anyone on uh, the lines, but you can call us uh, at 972-647-1893. All the lines are free. Uh, but when we're looking at this... Uh, situation, Leon, we have to understand that there's so much happening. I mean, when I saw this ad about the black woman, hmm. 21 years old, pregnant, hmm. and being shot by a white policeman, uh, we, they, they got to the point where they'll do anything. And I tell you what, the mm -hmm. media is in, the media is really in bed with these people. Mm. Racist bigots. The media is still is in bed with them. Because had you heard about it? No, Takia Young. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, 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 thank God for what we got now. You get more in-depth news off your telephone than you do off your television. Yes, because they, they cherry-pick things that, are, that they want to show because so many heinous and despicable, diabolical things are done in this country uh, toward black people that uh, they would be showing something every other hour, <laughs> it seems like. <laughs> that has been done to us by somebody of another race. You know, you go into the, what is it, the family dollar or whatever, start shooting black people because you don't like black people. And and, and there was one in, uh, the, the, the lady was sitting in her car and this police officer walks up to her car and she's sitting there waiting on somebody at the beach. And she tells her to get out of the car. She says, what am I getting out of the car for? I didn't do anything. And he snatches her out the car and slams her on the ground. Uh, you didn't know about, huh? I was looking at that one just a few minutes ago. Right, right, right. And we've got two callers now. Okay. Yeah, who do we have? All right, uh, Imani is on the line two. 
Imani? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Imani. Yeah, good morning, Pastor. You sound better. Well, thank you. Well, you know, I got people talking you around this morning. Well, first of all, I'll let you know when I say, I'm going to keep my word, I say I'm going to pray for somebody, I pray for you, okay? I kept my word, you know, I pray for you, they really don't mean it, but I, when I said I pray for you, I, I, I pray for you to get better. Oh, all right, right, thank you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I want to say uh, this, uh, but thank God, I thank Brother King down there, the Junior Black Academy. Uh, he's having a great show down there at the the, 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 River, the Riverfront uh, Jazz Festival, and it was very successful. And then, and I want to thank him. I know he's listening this morning, and I want to thank Dr. Anderson, and I want to thank you, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, Powernomics, because we Powernomics is our future. We're, I think if we are, Dr. Barnett, if uh, we we call, we call it every morning with all these problems, but. Uh, we never see anything. Our main problem in America, we've never been paid for 450 years of free labor. That's right. And that's the problem. We, we won't go to, down to the root of the tree. We can talk about voting. We can talk about all this mess and what they do. Only thing they can do for me is pay my money, pay me for what my ancestors built. Right. I hear you. And can uh, you hear me? Call in in the morning. I asked for, I, I, I found me a, a place to eat. Eat breakfast finally, but somebody looked like me. But now I can't find the cleaners. We have two million, two point seven million people in the DFW, and I can't find one black cleaners to clean my clothes. Something ain't right with that. And so I'm looking for cleaners and any other business that I can spend my money with. So that's what I do. My power's in my pocket. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. like complain about what they're doing. I'm gonna go ahead and do. Uh, if I can find me a cleaner that's got good customer service skills, go out and say, please, thank you, come back. And the customer's always right, and the competitive prices. I'm well, a black business. Mm-hmm. Did you check out the cleaners we gave you? The address, the uh, man that called in uh, last week and said he was on Lemon Avenue. Did you I, check really with that? I hadn't had time. I, I'm, I'm out here pushing power nomics right now. Then Dr. Watkins. No, and he, I, say he owns the cleaners on on Lemon Avenue. I got there you go. Last week and said it. There you go. I got his address. I just hadn't had time this week. My mother's sick. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm just one old guy trying to do a lot of stuff. So I'm going to get there. Don't worry. I got a problem. I'm, I'm truckloads full of clothes. But I'm not going to get it to nobody else until I get somebody black. Lemon Avenue. Well, the man said he's on Lemon Avenue. He gave the address. Well, I got it. I just said had time to go. Okay. I had time to go, but you say you can't find. You can't find nobody, right? No, no, that ain't what I'm saying. I'm going to him, but I just hadn't had time. My mother said. Yeah, well, now the Metroplex has over. It has eight million people in it. And growing fast every day, we'll have 10 million by 2030. We would have 10 million people in this area, and then we're the third largest uh, metropolitan area in the United States. Mm -hmm. Yes, we should have everything. We should have things going. But one thing we have to do is when we find somebody that's trying to do something, we should join them Mm -hmm. rather than work against them. Mm -hmm. 
Ministry, well, and I we do, knew I how do. to approach one another, to join one another, we would get be a lot better off rather than trying to always trying to overthrow somebody to get what you want. That's what's the problem in the Metroplex. Thank you. Well, All right. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number to call. Thank you for the call. Mm-hmm. All right, nine seven two six zero seven one eight nine three. Who do we have, BF? Uh, we have a Bill on uh, line three. Bill, all righty. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, best friend. Great to hear your voice. It sounds uh, stronger. Great to be Just great to be here. <laughs> yes, sir. Top of the dirt. I also thank God every morning, every second that I wake up now, because I realize yes, I'm part of life here. And yes, I'm fragile life here. Mm -hmm. Yes. Life Thank is very fragile. Thank mm -hmm. God for both of you. Yes. Uh, anyway, my, my point, my, uh, I was trying to make a point. You're absolutely right, Pastor Barnett. The media is absolutely in bed with all these people. I mean, I, I don't I don't get my news from them. I, I don't watch news anymore. I get all my all mm -hmm. my information. Either I look it up or I, I get it on my phone or my laptop. And that's why I get that's why I get much better news. You get much yeah, better much news better. on your phone, you will, than the television. You don't have Especially a flashlight one way or another, you know? It's just much better. And, and I, I don't pay attention to CNN, Fox, or all this other, uh, other, you know, uh, mainstream media, which is which is corrupt in itself, mm -hmm. you know? And all, all, they, all they care about is, is ratings and whatnot, you know? Yep, but uh, that's you know, right. They, they never, they never tell the truth. They never put out there. I haven't heard. I I didn't hear about this. I just researched it right now when I heard it on the radio station about this young lady getting killed. You know, but yeah, you had no idea. No, no, it's I not out there. Either. I hadn't heard it either. But it is on the internet. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is on the internet. You know, but you know, if we don't hear it, can you get it on the internet lower than that too? To kill a pregnant woman? Mm. Can you, can you oh, go what, in the What cowardice? I mean, you know. They'll find a way. Oh, my gosh. I, I, can't, even, I can't even imagine <clears throat> what he's going to have to answer for one day. We're all, we're all have to, we all stand up there in front of God. You know, it's just, it's just unbelievable. No, it's believable, but it's just atrocious that they still do this, you know, and do it over and over without any remorse or, you know, and. Or, or any conscience whatsoever. These people don't believe in God. Well, no, she, so what? She, 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 she sped away. Okay, so what? Well, when you finally stop her, why do you have to kill her? Why? Well, I, I'm, I'm looking at the film. They're showing the film of it. Some people, she did not speed away. She was back to the car with the movie. I thought uh, too. I thought too. I, I, don't, I don't think so either. No, she didn't speed away. When that shot nope. went off, the car was just, he moved maybe, what, two, one, two miles an hour? Just, it, it was, was just, just something that should not have happened. No. She, you know, she might have gotten nervous or whatnot, took right. ball, didn't put it in park or, or, or took her foot off yeah. the brake, or she, she's nervous that a, that a white police officer. Yeah, someone got a, gun up, color. Uh, got a gun pulled out on you. You're yeah. right. She... She might have just, uh, she might have got terrified with, with that. And a woman. She got scared. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. maybe pregnant at that, you know, you don't know what kind of emotion she has. 
you know, being pregnant yeah. either, you know? It's just, it's just inhumane. It's just inhumane. It no needs the electric chair. Whatsoever. She, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> electric chair. But they're not going to get it. Start, I don't have any faith. Somebody else could have some of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they won't. Yeah, they will yeah. never, especially being a white officer, they'll never do nothing about it. You know, they'll never no, do nothing. They'll get off with a, with a slap on the hand or whatever. And, yes, uh, and, and he's on an administrative leave. <clears throat> administrative he's leave. Probably you know? he's on administrative leave getting paid. He's getting paid. That's what that means to me. He's getting paid. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just unbelievable, Pastor Martin. But to answer your question, to answer not a question but your statement, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't get my news from news media because they're corrupt, they're one-sided, you know, and they don't ever give you the whole truth unless they find a list. But they'll report on us. They'll definitely report <laughs> on people of color. They'll definitely put it out there. Mm. You know, that's and, right. But anyway, it's it's cute. But that's all I had to say, and uh, I appreciate you, gentlemen, and. Uh, God bless K-O-N. Thank you. All right. I guess 972-607-1893. You can call that number. We'll be up against a break. And we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. And we're back. With more church information open forum on KNON 89.3 FM. KNON, the voice of the people. Uh, Rem Barnett, uh, you mentioned something that this this thing's get gotten buried. Uh, that reminded me of the three little girls that got thrown in the pond in Atlanta, yeah. Texas. Yes. Mm-hmm. So and, uh, we're still not getting any information from the police department that we call down there. And uh, what we need to get some community workers. We call and ask, and no, nobody seems to know nothing. But there's somebody, there are people from Atlanta probably listening, uh, people in Atlanta is probably listening right now. They can give us a call at 972-647-1893. Give us a call. And fill us in more about that because we cannot allow this to die on mm-hmm. us. When we have three children to, to to come up dead down there, no, we have got to open this case. I have to bust it wide open. Mm-hmm. So it, it have to, we have to call. They are all right, but we still might have to call the FBI mm-hmm. in on this thing. Right. See, they, they, they I, I don't think they even called the Texas Rangers, who a lot of times they ain't no good either, mm-hmm. but sometimes they are. But we need some people from Atlanta, people who know the city of Atlanta, whether you live there now, I once have lived there or whatever, would you give us a call at 972-607-1893 from Atlanta, Texas. Atlanta. It's not Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-mm. Atlanta, Texas. This is a, in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Right here. That we need to push and highlight this thing. Atlanta, Texas. Please, give us a call. I know it's some people from Atlanta listening. 
because I've been known over the years, a lot of people from Atlanta. There's a lot of them here in Dallas. Give us a call to what's going on. What's going on with that situation? Is the community, are they addressing this issue? How do you feel about it? And what's going on? Pierre, do we have a call? Uh, yeah, uh, we have someone online too. It's uh, Ka. What's the name? What's Cal. The name? Cal. Cal. Yes. K A L. Let's see. K A. Yes. Cal. Okay. All right. Good morning, Cal. How are you doing? It's Ka. Just K A. Ka. Ah, no wonder we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's good to hear from you all this morning. I'm telling about something you mentioned a couple of Saturdays ago about the Johnson brothers and. They were killed by the yeah. cops. They were only like 13 and 14 years old. Uh, uh yes. They yes. were little yes. boys. Yes, they were. It happened in 1974. And right. I was about their age at that time. I was about 13, 14 years old when it happened. And I asked my mother, because I vaguely or don't remember it happening, But I asked my mother, um, does she remember it happening? Because I believe you said they were located off of 67 and Polk area. Yeah, this, that's where they were killed. See, they had been right down the street down there at Five Mile Creek. You know, okay. uh, there's a, a bridge uh, on Polk Street going up the hill. Uh, mm -hmm. just, just south of West, uh, West Pentagon Parkway. You... They, okay, go so creek, they, they, go, they go down there on that creek. They go they go down there on that creek and fish. Mm -hmm. The boys used to do that, and they came out of there and was on their way. I think to the apartments on the other side of six or seven. But they stopped by this restaurant to get them some water, and they were at the water fountain. And this white policeman was sitting there talking to the woman that run the place, and. Mm -hmm. They were just in there drinking water. He walks in there and shoots and kills both of them. Two little boys. Yeah. Huh. And, and at that nothing. time, like I said, I was the same age. We used to walk under that tree. And uh -huh. um, but what, what is um, appalling to me is that my mom don't remember or she didn't hear about it. The news either didn't cover it or covered it very little. Um, well, they covered it. But see, mm -hmm. that Santos Rodriguez, uh, Santos Rodriguez had been killed a year earlier in 73. But they take that and put that over those two boys ah. killed, shot for no reason whatsoever. Mm. He just walked over and they never did nothing to him about that. Mm. Never did yeah. anything. And see what so we they got have a Did they go to trial? Who, who went the to trial? Police? Yeah, no. did the cops go to trial? Yeah. No. He called it just a fire behind the side. Even though the little boys were just sitting in the uh, restaurant, they were just... They doing them, they were getting, getting, getting them some water. And they'd be yeah. down on the creek. No. And, and I read they where didn't. one of the boys was just talking to someone about a job. Yeah, you do remember. Uh, yeah, 
It was no, something I like that. No, I don't remember. I read it. It's in an article. You, I pulled up because I was doing some research on Mr. Minka, if you remember him. By him, Minka, where he had protested it. And just a couple of weeks ago, I found an article, and I read about it. So, well, oh, is that right? That's why. It, it, uh, I, I don't remember how I pulled up the article. Somehow I just ran across this article on the Internet, and um, mm-hmm. it told what what happened in the article. But I was wondering, is, can that case still be reopened, or what? what's the law? Do you, are you aware of the law when it comes to that? I think it should. It should be reopened. For the simple fact, I don't even know if the police would other lady or anybody involved in it is still alive. Mm. 1974, how many years ago that's been? Quite a few. Yeah. What, about 49? About mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost 50 years ago. Mm. Almost 50 years ago. And uh, still, it still hangs and lingers on my mind because I uh, just couldn't believe how two Little boys could be just wiped out for no reason at all and nobody do anything. Was a white woman involved? No. You know, that's the, that's the, that's the traditional uh, rationale. Yeah, well, but these are little boys. Uh, so was Emmett Till. <laughs> well, he was showing out. That's all he was doing. And Dr. and the little boy in Tulsa, remember Tulsa? The, the, he bumped into the elevator operator, and that started the Tulsa riot. Yep, yep, they got, that sure did. Mm-hmm. That really, they got that started, started, and they played into the hands of those races in Tulsa. But a simple fact, they got drunk. They had made a lot of money. They got drunk and everything, and began to shoot their bullets shooting up in the air. And then all the racers did was wait until they got through shooting uh, up in there. They knew they didn't have any more ammo left. Mm. So they went over there and killed them. Mm. So these things, you know, you have to be wise as a serpent. Yeah, maybe I'm, I don't know about harmless as a dove, <laughs> but you have to be wise as a serpent. And we have to well, it continues to happen, and um, you know it, it continues to happen because mm-hmm. there's more that has to be done about those situations when they do happen. Well, <clears throat> I think they should receive the death penalty the way the way it's dished out. The way they dish it out, that's how they ought to get it. Mm-hmm. Now, for years, I've never believed in the death penalty, but something drastically. It's going to have to be done now because this is just, it's just like what black people are, nothing but targets for right. their shooting gallery. Mm-hmm. That's all. Anytime you can kill a pregnant woman and uh, and and nothing, and I didn't see where they arrested them. They were all the police were walking and talking. They were all having a good time and mm-hmm. everything after it seemed like it was over with. They seem to almost have to have been celebrating. The well, they figured she has more protection 
they figure that, you know, they play on the weakest or they feel that that person has no protection, no backup. So, yeah. you know. Well, it, okay, well, a, um, I just called it, you know. Bring but I thank you for the information. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for bringing it up. Yes. I think that thank you for the information. Yes. Uh, uh, All right. Thank you. I could line 972 647 1893. 972 647 1893. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, Eddie is on uh, line four. Eddie? Yes. All right. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, great reverend. How are you this morning, Eddie? I cannot lose with the stuff I use. <laughs> I know that's right. You got to use nothing but the best. Huh? <laughs> God bless you. Listen, there is an opportunity that God has sent to me. It is phenomenal. I've been in touch mm -hmm. and speaking almost daily with the great solicitor, Mr. Malcolm Robinson. And he okay. has words of what I've been saying. And this mm -hmm. is a inclusive opportunity in a great nation in Nigeria. Uh -huh. I am in touch with the actual president of that nation. And uh, is that and, uh, that's right, directly. And with people in that country that have the ability to get things done. I got a call this morning from a man, Mr. Maha. This is God movement because this man is married to one of my relatives through my wife in Africa. And these uh -huh. people are knowledgeable about the hydrocarbon business. What I'd like to do is sincerely get with you as soon as I possibly can. I've called your private number at home several times, and there's a recording, mm -hmm. as you well know. But I want to be not too open about what I'm saying right now, but I tell you, the highest people in that nation are at my disposal through the works of God, I tell you. You know, they're bringing in people from all around this world to this country, and this nation is not taking care of its own. But I assure you when I say this, uh, 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 I'm not talking about a few dollars. I'm talking about multi-billions. So please, you have an opportunity mm -hmm. to speak with uh, Mr. Wow. Robinson. He'll give you some insight as this. But I simply want to meet with you, and he, first of all, and I have other people that are knowledgeable about this, but this is A-S-A-P-N-O-W, right mm -hmm. now. I got a call about 10 minutes ago, and I have the actual, on paper, this information. And I'm directly in touch with the mm -hmm. highest people in that nation concerning hydrocarbons, et cetera. It is a wonderful idea. Now, it is <clears throat> people need to invest, but it's owned by those who invest. And this is a straight-up statement from those people in Nigeria. We want black Americans to be involved in this. Yes. In that nation. We, yes. we need black Americans to control the market. Yeah. And I'm in touch with those people, so I may sound like I'm rambling, but the bottom line is I need to sit down with you, Mr. Robinson. Now, I didn't understand that Mr. Robinson, I don't know if he's totally whatever, but that man, if he has seeing impairment, he must be an absolutely God genius 
because he gives information, as uh, you know, on this radio that I've been listening to, and in his mm-hmm. head, and he cannot read. I understand. It's amazing. So this opportunity is now, and please, I'd like to get with you and he. Please call Mr. Robinson and chat, and I'll show you what's up. Okay, I'll, I'll give him a call. I'll give him a yes. call. Okay? Okay? Yes. All righty. Thank, thank you for this information. It's, right. it's an opportunity that cannot be let go, I'm telling you, and it's NOW. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, Thanks. this is the line. 972-607-1893. 972-607-1893. Who do we have here? Uh, right now, all uh, the lines are free, so you can call us. 972-647-1893. Oh, boy. It's, it's a minute to eight. Yes, it's almost the time to take a break. Yeah, it's time to take a break. Yes, we can break before time now. Uh, yes. We'll take our break now. We'll take it right now. And you can reach us, 972-647-1893, when we come back. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that And we're back for our final hour. Of Church Information and Open Forum on KNON, KNON 89.3 FM with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. All right, Reverend Barnett. Well, we're ready to open for another hour. Let me remind everyone, tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, we will be having service at uh, the a Joy Church. It's on Facebook, Marion Barnett Sr., and join us in service tomorrow morning. We'll be so happy, so proud to have you with us. 972-607-1893 means you can reach us and call us, and we're basically having more of an open line this morning to talk whatever you want to talk about this morning, what you want to talk about. But we throw some things out there to let you know, just to give you some information and things that are going on around in this country, around this nation, around the world, you know those things. Because the media here in Dallas is so biased. Mm. When they give you a story, and when they ever, you don't ever have to guess the race in Dallas. I'm gonna tell you why. Because when somebody's been a killing, somebody killed and and then committed suicide and all these killings that are going on around here in certain neighborhoods out deep far north certain neighborhoods they're going on they don't even show you any pictures of these people mm. their pictures worth they say a thousand words mm. they may see you don't even see pictures uh, they will give you uh, uh, an explanation of what happened but they don't show you any pictures so it's not indented in your, your mind about who they are. But when it's some of us, they show you a big picture. Black. Put it up real close. Show you. Talk about it. Hop on. See, they play psychological games with us here in Dallas. 
And Dallas is very good at doing that, playing psychological games. You see, they make it look like we're the ones who are committing all the crime. When when they're the ones who commit 67 to 70 percent of the crimes in America, FBI stats shows mm-hmm. that. 67 to 70 percent of all crimes in America is committed by white males, mm-hmm. not blacks, not brown, white males. And they don't like to show that in Dallas. Mm. Uh, we can go back to our phone lines if some might want to talk. 972-607-1893, who do we have? Pierre. Uh, we have uh, James uh, on the line too. James? Yes. All righty. Good morning, James. Good morning, Reverend Barnett, Leon, and Reverend Wright sitting in a while back. James of Palestine. I hadn't chat with you in some time, but I'm busy here, Mr. Wynn, and also. Reverend Barnett, as you yeah. just said, and you, they played a victimization game with us. But here's what I want you had so many things to cover on that um, interim thing. I faced that here in Palestine. And I wind up filing a suit because race is the factor many times that they use to play that interim game. Uh. They would always move a white guy up in place of a black guy down here. But the guys that were with me wouldn't come along, so I wind up suing them anyway, you know, because race as a factor. They need to remember that. The other thing, Robert, I'm kind of rambling right on, right, if you appreciate you let me do that. As far as the young lady that was shot, they could have shot the tires out. They could have done anything. Mm-hmm. Let her go. How far was she going to get? Also, listen yeah. to this. That officer placed himself in harm way. Is that part of his training to stand in front of a vehicle like that? Mm-hmm. Well, he the one did the stupid thing. If anything, he should have stayed where he could shoot the tire out or whatever. So training is not going to help. When they... Well, they, no, they no, no. Go ahead, Reverend Manette. I apologize. I got some other things well, to say, but go right ahead. Yes, sir. calls about training. This yes, thing sir. is not... This is not a training thing, because That's how right. in the world are you going to take some two-hour or four-hour crash course and uproot all the heat that's in mm. that person mm. that's been talking right. him by his parents and his community and mm. society? Mm. Uh, how in the world are you going to take all that out of him? Mm. It ain't about training. They need to right. train yeah. that hard to change. Mm. Yes, but that ain't going there's a, there's a book that I read called, it's called, listen at this book. I've said it before on your program, Proactive Police Management. If they look on page 256, mm. it has in there where it says it turns us into things. Mm. You turn a person into a thing, you have no emotional ties or anything. And one of the other things they use is I fear for my life. I say this to black folks listening to me now, and they may get upset and call the police on me now, mm. but... If I see a white police coming toward me, a white person, I'm something to do something to them because I fear for my life because white mm. folks have been so evil and hateful to me. Hell, I see you screaming, I say it, but I see you coming toward me. I fear for my life. Mm. So I'm going to protect myself. If I have a weapon, guess what? I'm protecting me like you call yourself tomorrow. I fear for my life. Well, I'm going <laughs> to fear for mine, too. Mm. And I, so you going to stand your ground, huh? Yes, I'm gonna stand my ground because I'm a child of God first. <laughs> Black people and white people, whoever you are listening to me right now, you first a child of God. Didn't no white man make you? 
and no other man. So you get yourself together and get to know your Lord, personal relationship, and do like Reverend Barnett and Leon doing and Reverend Wright, and quit being scared. Black, mm. we gonna gather at funerals and in the church at the churches and things. Take the seven preachers at one funeral, mm. but they won't come together to help you and Leon and Reverend Wright and the rest of them. Let me say a couple of more things, Reverend Barnett. But with those three little black girls or those girls that were killed. Remember the other three in Birmingham, Alabama? Is that a copycat thing, or what is that going on with that? Hmm. With the bombing the of the church? No, that was, in, that, that was in Birmingham. The but church bombing, yeah. Mm -hmm. in Birmingham, I'm just saying the three little black girls that were b blowed up, bombed, and here's three little girls here, but we as black hmm. people, and what somebody need to do in Atlanta is do an open records request. You know, public information, I, I, and, and I, I, shoot I, I, as many as you can. Yeah. I guarantee you there are people from Atlanta, are in Atlanta, right now, hear what we're saying, but they're not going to say nothing. Mm -mm. <laughs> they're going to This is why I keep having the white man. The yeah. Reverend Burnett, That's I, why I, we I can't do. get anywhere. You're right. They fear the white man. If you're going to listen, you want to get to heaven, die for something that is going to help black people or people in film instead of being scared of the white man. Listen to this. That's a lie about us being black, being a curse. That is not a curse. Reverend Burnett has been saying it for years upon years, and we said, go read Second Kings 5, chapter 5, the 27 verses, and it tells you what a curse is because they, what the white man was trying to do is use God to make money off of them. You cannot do that hmm. right now. Those of you, I'm going to say this and forgive me and let me get off the line. If you don't pay your tithe and offering, Scripture say in Malachi 3.8, will a man rob God? God answered his own question. He said, yeah, in tithe and offering. So all you rich folk, football, basketball, cowboys and all that, if you're not contributing to them poor folks that's on the streets in Dallas and Fort Worth, or whatever, you you robbed uh -huh. God. So whatever going on in your life, that's uh -huh. I apologize, Reverend, when yeah. we're talking, but I just appreciate you giving us an open line because I love our people and we need to get it together. Quit hurting and shooting and killing each other. If anything, go go get yourself shot and kill trying to kill some of them white folks. I'm not telling folks to go mm -hmm. kill nobody. I'm saying instead of shooting each other, look in the mirror. Stop them and uh -huh. dissenting them what they doing. No guys, they're crazy. Somebody needs to stop them. That's just pure old yeah. hate. Anyway, I thank you for your time and thank you, Brother Monday. And Mr. Wynn and I always stand ready to come at your side. And Leon, you and Reverend Wright, now we are ready. We're working down here where we are, but we always stand ready to be in the army with y'all, you know, to do the right thing. All right. Mm -hmm. Thank y'all. Be blessed. And thank you for your call and coming. Yes, sir. The clear line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, we have the barrister, Malcolm Robinson, on line three. The barrister is there? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Attorney Robinson. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Well, I'm trying to recuperate. You're recuperating too, huh? Yeah, I, um, I well, I I was I in the hospital on the 24th, and uh, oh, you were. Which yeah, one were you? I was in and actually, I did a search. I said, "Well, maybe uh, Red Barnett is in this hospital too." <laughs> 
syndrome. <laughs> I didn't know which hospital you were in, so I had to I had to people do search while I was in there. But uh, I'm trying to get a procedure done. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, you know, in regards to, to provide some assistance in terms of my vision, and until I get this uh, cataract taken care of. Uh, it just, it just, it's just a problem. So I'm oh, in the hospital because of an accident that occurred at my house as a result of the cataract uh, blocking my vision. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! You had a problem with the eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, we definitely got a place for you and yeah. uh, have prayer for you. Yeah, Heavenly well, Father, I, I, we come before you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for giving your blessed son. Now, Lord, look down upon him right now and touch his eyes. Touch wherever need to be touched in order to make him whole again. Lord, we pray and bless that you will just bring him forth stronger than ever. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Now, Barrister, uh, we we are we need you. Now, there is a good chance. I want you to come on. There's a good chance I won't be here uh, next week because I, I go before under the knife. Uh, this you coming to you. Yeah. I'll have major surgery coming this uh this this coming Thursday. Oh my uh, goodness. Well see I I have spinal compression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, my uh body is is crushing my spine. It came from uh, it I don't know. It came from a bot service in twenty uh you know, a bot operation there in 2015 and also uh, I came from playing football uh, oh, okay. mess, I messed my back up I guess I don't know but it, the surgery that they did in 2015 was botched and, uh, oh, okay. and so it's, it's it's double trouble this time double it so oh, y'all, pray. y'all pray for me yes yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. I don't know which hospital you're going to be in, but uh, mm-hmm. I'll be praying for you. Believe Please do. Please do. Please do. Yeah. Uh, All right. So who's going to be running the show, uh, running the uh, show uh, next well, week? Le- Leon oh. will be there. And okay. uh, next week, and Mike, uh, get <coughs> Ian Reverend Wright to probably something like that to you know, to run the show because I want it to go on. I don't want the people to uh, be left short. I mm-hmm. want to make sure the people get be fed some things that are going on in our community that in much of it you won't hear on 4, 5, 8, and 11 and some of the rest of it. You won't hear this. Yeah. Some of the topics we bring up. Right. You won't, you, you won't hear it. But it's the news. And it's happening just like everything else. You 
on on radio and television. You're not gonna hear it. Well, so, I'll be I'll be I'll be calling in unless I have some some other uh, complication or or have a procedure uh, regarding uh, this cataract. So uh, I'll be calling in with check in with Leon and them. So. But I'm, okay. I'm on the bubble with that. You know, just depends on how things go. Okay. Great. Great. I'm so glad you will. I'm surely glad you will. Uh, but I can't make of this situation. Uh, the one down there in Atlanta, Texas, these uh, three children, I think three, three little girls, but can't get anybody. I'm called it Atlanta can't get anybody to respond to this. Yeah, it happened now, but I, I got to get off the phone. I got to run. That's mm-hmm. what they did. Yeah. Uh, is this, do we still have towns in Texas where the people that live in those towns are just so terrified of the police? Uh, is, they get, is that still happening? Did you, have, you, have you found anything like that? Yeah, I, I found where, where sometimes the local residents well, they respond to the environment where they are. Yes, they sometimes they intimidate it, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes they more resistant. And uh, so, I, you know, we just try to uh, work with them to the best extent that you can. Well, well where are the where are the feds uh, in this? They uh, they're independent of local. Uh, control, aren't they? Well, you said where the federal government? Yes. FBI, whatever you want to call it. To a certain extent they are, and to a certain extent they're not. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's it's not as clear-cut a situation as, as it is. And it depends on the people, too, the mindset that they have. And uh, so it's like Mississippi burning. You know, you remember the movie Mississippi Burning? Oh yeah. <laughs> the, the feds had to come in and straighten it out. Yeah. Well, yeah, they came in and and and, and yeah, they they did provide for Mississippi Burning. That's true. And uh, but at the same time, there was no <laughs> inaction, no resistance of that. It's to be burning as well. So, if you recall, so you mean you know, people are in the environment. They have their own mindset. They have their idea of what they like to do, uh, and and some. It just depends. You just have to work with them the best you can. And that's that's what I try to do. But I, but it, it can happen to anybody. If it happened to three little girls and nobody's held accountable, why would you feel, uh, you know, maybe I'm missing something because I'm not there and it, it doesn't directly affect me, but <laughs> what do I know? Yeah, I would say you're missing something. I'd just say it, it, it has a tendency to be a little bit more complicated and uh, you have to work with people. And, and their environment and their mindset. So, if they mm-hmm. are, they, if they, if they, if they're from the community, 
and they was raised in the community. They live in the community. Uh, they got, they have predetermined mindset and, and issues in regards to the community that they live in. And you just have to try and work with them through that. Because sometimes it's a little bit more difficult than it appears to be. Yeah. Well, and you're so right. Sometimes it, it, I find one of the greatest things you have to have in working in civil rights is patience. You have yeah. to have patience. Because yeah. people are not going to react, other than in most cases, right off. It has to soak in. Right. You're so right about that. Uh, we up against a short break, and we'll be back in making recess at 972. 972- Six four seven one eight nine three. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the mind, y'all know. Let's let get out of here. Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. And we're back for more church information and open forum on KNON eighty nine point three FM, the voice of the people, the most powerful show on the radio. Ram Barnett. You want to take yeah. some more calls? Yes, let's take some more. It's what it's all about, is the people. All right, all Pierre, right. who do we have? 972-647-1893. Pierre, who do we have? And uh, we have a Sundry on the line, too. Sundry. S- sounds like yes. Sandra. Sandra? Sounds all like right. it. All right. Good morning, Sandra. Is she there? Yes, she's there. Okay. Thank you for having me on. Uh, September 1st was the uh, day that the state legislature announced the new laws that uh, have become effective. And we need to give kudos to Tony Rose, who um, authored a law that brings uh, additional research and funding to sickle cell. Um, sickle cell, yes, yes, to sickle cell. But, uh, however, I did go down there and lobby, uh, to try to get, um, pay for the Juneteenth, uh, to get paid because they don't pay the state employees if Juneteenth falls on a Saturday or a Sunday. And also, that you can also still take uh, a different day than Juneteenth. So if you want to celebrate Confederate Day or a Jewish holiday or a personal birthday or um, Texas uh, Revolution Day, then you can... um, you can you can take that off. So so they really don't have uh, a mandatory state holiday for Juneteenth. And the very first thing that our black legislators did the first day uh, of the session, they started uh, taking down, saying, "Well, we don't want you to do the Confederate Day." And so that died, and so did all the other uh, issues uh, regarding that. So we still have some time, and so next year we'll still be. Uh, still trying to get uh, pay. Uh, I think it's uh, ironic that we uh, worked uh, 400 years without pay, 
And now we have a holiday that allows the government to pay us for that day, and I think that that's what we should do. All right. Thank well, you. And, and we are, Sandra, it's 780, uh-huh. 780 new laws were passed that mm-hmm. take effect. That took effect yesterday on the 1st, mm-hmm. September. That's right. And uh, well, some of the things I'm going to have to readdress are uh, those gun laws. There are some some gun laws. They, they, they'll give you a blanket statement, but if you violate, you can violate certain little things in there and get end up with a felony with handling guns. So uh, we'll have some uh, someone on. To work is that with our, is that Texas's that's Texas definition of gun control? Was that was that uh, law? Well, was that law too? Well, if it, if they got their true convictions on gun control, they'd have all the drunk guns. We wouldn't have any. So uh, <laughs> we'll get a, we, we, we'll, we'll get we'll get an expert on to come and give us. Uh, bring us up to date on gun laws because I hate to see people think they are operating within the law and end up getting a felony. Because oh, yeah, you we can, don't want that though. You can have your gun on you and not have your license and it'd be somewhere else. And you have your gun on and don't have proof of it, you own the gun, although you own the license, you can end up going, that's a felony. You can end up with a felon there and a big, big fine and jail time. So, well, what, we'll get what I don't like, yeah, what I don't like about the Texas law is that if you get a felony, and it could be a felony for a drug conviction, I understand it's supposed to be even for a drug conviction, you can't carry a gun, and that puts you at a disadvantage because you can't That's protect right. your family. You can't protect That's your right. family, and so go ahead. No, I'm just what saying that's right. You can't you can't get a, a barber's license, a beautician's license. There's so many oh, that's things. Real estate license. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's right. If you if you have some type of little felony, they 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 can block you from making a living. Plumber's license and things like that. People who have just a little something on their uh, record. And sometimes it was a mistake, and many times they, they were not guilty of really committing any real crime. Now, that's really be- bad when you're not even guilty because they, they send so many people to the penitentiary on uh, plea bargains. I, I plead guilty to a felony uh, for six years and, and, don't, and don't really have committed the crime. It's really mm-hmm. sad. It really is the way they do us. Yeah. So we need to, we'll have an expert on to come in and testify to that. All right. All right. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Thank Let's you. Clear that. Uh-huh. Let's clear the line. 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? Uh, Malcolm Robinson is uh, back on uh, line three. Okay, he's back. Okay. Uh, Malcolm, you, you there? I'm here. I'm here as long as you want me to be here, and I can be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, we see. Uh, wh- you have something you want to tell us? 
Well, uh, just remember, Dred Scott. A pleasure, Blessed Ferguson. Okay, some of those. As an Supreme Court decision. Yeah. And it happened over 100 years ago. That's right. Those decisions. But uh, Supreme Court decisions can can last for centuries, I guess. Obviously so. And what we have. And we have this uh, Supreme Court. That's what I'd like like to see what you think about. What if they increase the numbers of judges on the Supreme Court, take it, say, from 9 to 12? Well, I mean, to me, that's fine. I mean, there's no uh, requirement that there be 9. There's no requirement of any number that I'm aware of in the Constitution. So as long as... No, it's not in the Constitution. I mean, to be on the Supreme Court, they can do it. And... The Democrats, (coughs) excuse me, the Democrats have the numbers to do it. Yes. And you got a progressive president who would offer progressives that could offset this right-wing court we got right now. That might be our only salvation. Is to increase the numbers of the, on the Supreme Court from nine to twelve. That's well, all against it. Uh, well, well against. Th- there, th- there's an issue because the Republicans control the House, and if they have no, anything no, no, to no, do with no, it, they're no, going to block don't it. Don't vote on this. It's the Senate. Okay, so the House is not involved. No. no. Okay, well, that's fantastic. Absolutely. Had to, wanted to clear that up. Okay. They can do it. All right. But uh, I they don't know. Budget, they have budgetary issue, uh, impact. <laughs> they can affect this. But the Senate can add the Supreme Court seats without the House, correct? Yes. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what we want to get straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all, yeah. the Article 3 of the Constitution is what... what Controls the uh, Supreme Court. Okay. Article three. Yeah, you just remember that. Yeah, and it could be done if they if if they had the will. Right. Just because this, this this Supreme Court we got right now, it, 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 I ain't no telling what they might do and do. It's weaponized for the right wing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, Daniel Robinson? I just think that that's the direction that he needs to go in to try and make sure that the people affect the Article 3 courts. And that's Article 3 of the Constitution addresses the Supreme Court. The only impact that the House could have is in budgetary. They provide the budget. Or mm-hmm. Article Three Court. So, to the extent that they have any financial or budgetary impact, I'm sure they're going to try to use it. Right. They have to fund it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think they're missing a great opportunity, which uh, Democrats seem to do all the time. Mm. 
I don't uh, they don't seem to be to me. My own personal opinion, they're not nearly as aggressive right. about uh, certain things as they should be. Right. Fighting back. Yeah. You see, uh, they don't take advantage of things when they have the opportunity, when they have the number, they don't take advantage. But any time the Republicans get the number on something, they they drive they drive you into the dirt. Ram it down your throat. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, one of those things. Exactly. Yeah, who do we have on the line? All right, we uh, we have uh, Neil on line two. Neil? Yes. Okay. Bring it up. Good morning, Neil. Good morning. A wonderful show this morning. I'm I'm happy that Sandra brought that up about the new laws, but I'm also uh, wanting people to know that the state of Texas is shaving off people off of the voters' rolls. I want everyone to check their status. If you haven't voted in the last two years, you may be dumped. We need to get everybody registered. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And knocked off well, the road. Now, you say Texas, but let's tell the truth about that situation. It's the all Republicans over. that's doing that. Mm-hmm. Right, all over, all over. Yeah, True. the Republicans are doing that. They're trying to shave the road for the shave simple fact they think blacks have, they don't vote in nothing mm-hmm. but the general election every four years. Mm-hmm. And if they can put this leaking where we don't vote within those four years, they'll shave us off mm-hmm. because shave they... They figure all blacks will be voting Democrat, mm-hmm. so they get them off the road. Right. And, mm-hmm. they, and they're doing that all over the south. And, all, and all, all, all over. Yes. The northern states, yes. Yes, we yes. We need to and wake up and remind people that all elections are important. Yes, If it's no yes. more than just keeping you on the road. On the road. So please, everyone, yes. check the status. And also on those new laws, there are a lot in there about child support. I want people to look, you know, be mindful of some other things that are going on in, with those new laws also. But I'm glad you're yeah, going to bring somebody on. Mm-hmm. 780 new mm-hmm. laws. Wow. Mm-hmm. As of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As of yesterday. So be mindful yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. that's what I, my, that was my definite thing, to make sure people check the status because we've got to vote. Even if they let that food gets back up in there, <laughs> of, uh, the one who shall not be named gets back into office. You're not talking about the good governor, are you? <laughs> oh, he has to go. We, they, they made a mistake by putting him back in there. Because, oh, no. You know, they made a mistake by putting him in there in the first place. In the first place, no. It wasn't a mistake the second time. <laughs> But he rused them this time because he was promising property tax. Now, you, now they have to go and vote for that. It shouldn't even be a vote on that. He should automatically dismiss those bonds. Let let me me ask you a question Mm -hmm. since you're talking about this surplus and supposed uh, property tax decrease and homestead exemption Mm -hmm. increase. Okay, now that was supposed to comprise $17 billion of the Mm -hmm. $38 billion surplus. Mm -hmm. My question... Uh, being the kind of person that I am, where's the other $20 billion going? Oh, some, some supposedly went to 
um, different functions like the police and uh, other things. Because the schools, the schools are saying they don't have enough money to afford to pay for a uh, law enforcement or security person at each school. And, and they don't. And wh- so where's the $20 billion that's left from the 38? Uh, where's it at? We need, we need to have an accounting for it because they, they're not going to say that. That's why I'm not understanding why we have to vote on that. Those funds should be dispensed through the state automatically. Right. Automatically. But as far as the, the, the guns being in the schoolhouses and... They had 300 of them down there in Uvalde, and not one went in there for 77 minutes. Mm. What good does that do? Mm. At, at all. At all. So, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, That's yep. ridiculous. Yes, it is. Mm. But we, 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 mm. we definitely need to do a general accounting from the state of Texas concerning those monies. And he also got in monies from Biden. Uh, 200 and some million dollars for the um, Inflation Reduction Act. Big bucks. Yeah, we got big bucks then. He sure did. So, we need, we well, need to do Does the trial start this week? Yes. Yes, it starts Tuesday. And I'm not understanding why his wife can be sitting there uh, on the thing. I, I, I don't get that either. You're not? You don't? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you look at the thing, look at everybody in there at the top, the top all the time. They all seem to be taped. Mm. Right. They all seem to be taped. No good. This this is a sad situation. It is. But for them to bring him up, but for him to bring, for them to bring it up, it has to be something there. Mm -hmm. They would not have done Mm -hmm. it. They wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. So we, must, we must, as they say, we, we're woke, and we're going to stay woke. <laughs> okay, then. Thank, thank you. you. And you will yeah, be in my prayers, Reverend Barnett. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. All right, Leon, yeah. we'll talk again. Have a blessed day, everybody. All Bye-bye. right. Thank you. All right. That clears the 972-607-1893. Who do we have here? Uh, we have uh, Tony on uh, line. Uh, uh, Tony on line four. Tony. Yes. All righty. Good morning, Tony. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, Tony, you there? Yes. Uh, my prayers right. to you and the barrister. Go right here. My prayers go <laughs> out to you and the barrister. Okay. <laughs> let me let me bring this up. Texas education ranked number 36 out of 50 states. And we have a TA system that's punishing... Hello? Yes, I'm there. Okay, okay. Uh We have a TA system that's punishing punishing, um, Houston right now. Mm -hmm. You you cannot find any time TA is taking over a school system that the school system had ever became better. And, I mean, pull the information up, pull the facts up they never have. When they pulled out the school, the school district were worse. Now, the point is they're supposed to be improved. They made Houston take over a, a school district that was failing. And some of those schools that they, that they, they counter against Houston came from that school district. I say all to say this. 
is that at the end of the month, if it's a 26 to 20, 26 to 20, 22nd to 26, they're going to come out with a grading system where they move the goalposts, meaning this. Everybody mm-hmm. made B's last time. Everybody came around and said, yeah, we got a B, we got a B, got a, got a B. They might not be getting no B's. If you listen to superintendents, they, they, they kind of put it out there, you know, yeah, you know, we might not get that grade that we got last year. And it's going to be hard for them to explain to a public that does not know that they moved the goalpost. And there's some mm-hmm. school districts that are there's some school districts that are suing TA. But a lot mm-hmm. of school districts in this area ain't doing it. I think Lancaster is trying is, is has joined that that lawsuit with I think with a Houston school district. It's about 15 of them right now, and 30 if to get everybody uh, joined. And the whole point is this: if Texas is ranked number 36 out of 50 states in education, and we have said the star is the learning measure or the, the, uh, the measuring rod of our kids, are they really learning? And, and, and the reason I say this is this. The one step uh-huh. we know is this. We know that the ACT and the SAT goes to all schools, whether it's private school, whether it's public, or charter. Those, those, mm-hmm. those tests go across all lines. So at the end of the day, when, when we hear when school that you brag about uh, star scores and, and the state of Texas is ranked number 36, how do you, uh, how do you, how do you uh, equate that to somebody learning? You know, uh, well, our kids one thing even greater than that, Tony, Texas is the lead store, is the leading state. Most, most of the states follow Texas on the purchases of their books. Mm-hmm. They they find out what Texas is purchasing, and most states follow Texas. Now, if we're number 36, why, that, 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 that takes the whole nation down. Yes. See, if yes. we are leading number one in getting books, and the nation follows and gets the same books that Texas gets, that means that means that we're, we're not, we're, they're definitely not being educated because now they it's getting worse because they are now calling out certain books that has African, African-American history in it. They don't want those books to be studied or read by their children. So I don't know, this, this whole nation is turning right and it's turning a vicious racist right that we need to turn ourselves on black people and start doing things to help teach our children and wake them up to what's really going on in this nation. You're Reverend, so right. Reverend, uh, uh, and you're right. I, I'm a, I, you remember this because you're old enough in, uh, to have done it. In the past, the church wasn't just a place for a spiritual meeting. It was yeah. to teach and had Sunday school. They had Bible Sunday school, then they had, they had schools. And yeah, they that's taught. right. And, 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 mm-hmm. and they're just, they're like the Jewish community. The Jewish community taught culture. That was church done. Don't worry I'll about it. Thank you. Many of the school teachers were also Sunday school teachers, also. Yeah, but we up against the break. Thank you. And y'all can reach us at 972-647-1893, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. It's- 
And we're back for our final segment of Church Information and Open Forum on K9. KON 89.3 FM, the voice of the people. And uh, Reverend Barnett, uh, can you mention uh, the Heavenly Joy Church one more time before uh, the conclusion of the show? Yes, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., we will, Lord, for the same, we will be on the air asking everybody to listen to us. We got a special sermon tomorrow. I'm going to come back and really, I didn't get a chance to preach last week. I was too sick. But on tomorrow, we're going to bring you highlight the things that are happening, the people who were behind, truly behind, the march on Washington. It might surprise you what that was really all about. So we'll, we'll, we're going to preach on that tomorrow, tomorrow morning. All, all right. right. And I want to urge everyone to be supporting Reverend Barnett. Uh, keep him in your prayers, particularly this week going forward. So if you're not involved in your own church, help and enjoy church. Get involved in that. <laughs> yeah. Get involved in that. If you're not involved in you, you're more than welcome. Yes. All right. Who do we have on the line, Pierre? All right, uh, we have Malcolm Robinson, who's back on uh, line three. He's back on line three. All right. Okay. Here we are. All right. Barrister? Yes, sir. Okay. All righty. Uh, we have a lot of things that's, that's going on. Uh, I know you, 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 don't, you don't deal with criminal law but do you ever give advice on people who get these plea bargains just and they're innocent but just to keep from getting so much time they plea bargain and thing out I remember when Dallas the Henry Wade was the DA used to give out, and the judges, they used to give out a thousand years and a day Woo. for one joint, for one marijuana stick. What? Yes. This was happening back in the late 60s, early 70s. They were giving out a thousand years. They gave, they gave some 10,000 years. What? It, it was utterly ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah, what they were doing. If they got if they, they got caught with a seed in their car, mm. something like that, marijuana seed. These things were happening in Dallas, and people facing something like that, they could be innocent, but they would plead guilty just not to have to go if they go to trial. That's when they get those thousand years, ten thousand years. Mm. They did that in Dallas, Texas. Yes, it's right there on the books, right there, mm. right there. Yeah. Mary, well, how do you think of it? Well, Dallas had a terrible, in my opinion, terrible system. Mm. Uh, very reactionary uh, regarding the marijuana. Uh, and um, and they just was, re uh, it was a reactionary system, period, on, on all crimes. But specifically, you know, they had this 
I don't know what they had. I, I can't say, but regarding marijuana, and so you know, it, 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 it was it was a terrible system back then. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it was really terrible. And that's when I first came to Dallas. I came to Dallas in nineteen uh, uh, seventy nine. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I got involved in some of that aspect of, it. and I mean, it mm-hmm. was just horrible, 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 horrible. And, so, and, uh, and some of those people are still in prison. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Mm. Yeah. They're still there. And been, and been there since the late 60s, early 70s. Oh, yeah. Over oh, a marijuana cigarette? Yeah. Oh, oh sometimes my God. See. Oh, <laughs> my God. If you, had, if, you had a, if you had a pipe, you, you, you oh, could still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, it it was tough. Oh, yeah. But when we see people in prison find things like that because they had to plead guilty because if they went to court, they're more than likely going to be found guilty. It could be black, but it would be all white jury. Oh, as supposed to be a jury of their peers, and we find that these people just plead guilty. Mm. Just, just not to have to face being in prison for him. Right. But now, these these things happen. Paris, to give out your number, please. Yeah. Uh, 214-941-0717, extension 303. 214-941-0717. Extension 303, Robinson and Hoskins, attorneys at law. Yeah. And when we see that, uh, when it comes to just direct money like property is, like property is, we cannot, we, we, we could not imagine how much money has been stolen from us. I just don't know. But now, when there their eminent domain is brought up and when people say you gotta move we gotta have this property and they don't offer you a true the true value amount of your property uh, is, uh, are there many lawsuits going on about that here in Dallas Compensation. Well, I, can't, I can't say what's going on here in Dallas in regards to that, but there are lawsuits in regards to determining what the reasonable rate right. that the government has to pay you as a result of their taking of your your uh, property uh, pursuant to an eminent domain type of action. Compensation. Yes. Well, uh, who determines... The value of your property. Well, the court goes through a process of appraisals and all that to come up with uh, what they uh, uh, think is reasonable value for the government to take your property for a public purpose and or now private purpose. <laughs> so... You, you, you say it's uh, public use, uh, 
Is that a government public use, something that the city or the county or the state or whatever, federal? Is, it, is, that the, is, it, is it for the government's public use, or what is it uh, they can take it for? It's for the government public use, but the, but the government public use can be for a private purpose. Mm. If they want to increase the value of the area, uh, property values and all that, uh, the way the system is set up now, they can do that. And they, you you wouldn't be able to do that before, but now you can. You want to increase the tax value of uh, of uh, a piece of property, then you can try and use eminent domain to take a property for what is considered to be a public purpose. You see, that used to be a board here in Dallas that that uh. Would, would take properties, tear people's houses down, tear buildings down, own properties. That board was uh, closed down. It was shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people on the board had to vote whether they go with the government, with the city, or with the people who trying to save their property. Uh, it's been some terrible things that have happened. And we wonder about this. Uh, uh, the city was in, in this also. Are there boards that can be addressed with the federal government and with the state of different things to, to, for them not to be able to come with uh, eminent domain? Eminent domain is more of a state and local type of uh, action, not so much federal action. So. The answer is basically federal government don't have very little, if anything, to do with it. Mm-hmm. They're already on the world's number one property on. Okay. <laughs> they are, they're already there. They don't basically. take nobody else. They own everything. Well, basically. but when we, see, when we see what's happening in these cases, some people just give up. So they can take it. They don't realize every, just about every entity in government, especially starting at the city of Dallas, is run by boards and commissions. Why is it uh, uh, these boards and commissions are, well, we know why, and nobody talks about them, and they, they, are, and they are not publicly known, but a lot of people that uh, they, they can go and, and put a stop to certain things. Yeah. Uh, we, we have to understand, though, that any time we go before them, having an attorney, that's why they mess, some of them mess up, to represent them will always give them an edge in any situation. Uh, have we argued enough of them ourselves to make... That's why we get the uh, idea that we don't need an attorney for that. Well, if if well, I, I well, I I don't say that they that they feel that they don't need an attorney. Some of them feel that they can't afford an attorney for that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, if you're in that type of position that you one, you need to talk to the attorney to see if you can't afford it, and if you can't afford it. 
Uh, and uh, that's when you get in a situation where uh, pro bono comes in and that becomes another different uh, uh, the, the way you look at pro bono is is regulated very much heavily mm-hmm. yeah yeah but uh, we, we have so many things that we have to go through with that uh, if our people had the money and coming together. Do you ever see black people ever truly coming together to make the world know that we are a people, we are a great nation of people, we are a nation within a nation, and and start working together deep down inside in your heart? Do you ever see black people doing that? Well, the one great time that I said that I did it, that, that I saw that was when, we were involved with the uh, Carter uh, uh, appeals, and the, the community did come together for that. And I was really, really uh, somewhat surprised, but very proud of the community, the black community here in Dallas that came together for that. And they were they felt vested in that, and they really worked together for that purpose. Oh, we we out of chance. I'm so sorry. Thank you, uh, Attorney Malcolm Robinson, the barrister, for coming on. And thank all of you for listening. Thank all of you for calling. And uh, I'll God bless you, and he will bless you this week. And remember, y'all, pray for me. Y'all a good idea, God will run. Bye-bye.